to hear from God and God's word. Over the coming weeks, we're going to be looking at the Lord's Prayer, taking a segment of the Lord's Prayer each of the next seven weeks and thinking about it, reflecting on it, and talking about it together. Our segments are going to look a little bit different, um, but one of the things that we're going to do is that uh, we're going to have discussions and share uh, how God's Word affects us and how we enter into prayer together, and you'll hear that in just a minute. But we're going to begin by reading the scriptures together. So let me read Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And in the Sermon on the Mount, he teaches the disciples how to pray. And this is what he says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 15 from the English Standard Version. Jesus said, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive as, as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as we're looking at this Lord's Prayer, which you know more traditionally, we're going to take some time to hear from others. And one of the things that we did was uh, we had some video of students at Beyond reflecting back on the portion of the Lord's Prayer that they find particularly helpful. So let's go ahead to that video and hear what some faith on the street said this past week at Beyond. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The line that really sticks to me is, Our Father, because it reminds me that our God is a personal God, and He is our Father. What really stuck out to me was all the mentions of heaven and God's kingdom, because especially with the closing lines, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, it reminded me that that's our inheritance and that's our promise. God lives in heaven and he's been gracious enough to extend that to us and that's why we, we recite this and that's why we live this out, because one day we'll actually get to receive it. So we're going to take some time over the coming weeks to look at the Lord's Prayer. And I am interested in how you use a prayer like the Lord's Prayer. We're going to take it a segment at a time. And today we're looking at our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
And what I'm hoping to do during these times as we look at something like the Lord's Prayer is to have conversations with people in our church community. Today, we're going to hear from uh, Rod Nunez and Joe Fisher, who just joined our team. Now, because Rod can't be here today, we had to record this just the other day on the town green. So you're going to hear us both. You're going to get a chance to meet Joe Fisher, who's uh, going to be overseeing our student ministry now, but also a chance to hear from us as we reflect on the Lord's Prayer and specifically our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So let's go ahead over to that uh, that video. Hey, uh, Christ Church Vienna. So we're doing a new segment here uh, where we're having conversations about our faith, conversations about the things we're talking about. So on Sunday mornings, you'll be hearing from me, but my hope is to also have people to talk about things with. And today I have with me Rod and Joe, Rod Nunez, who all of you know, and Joe Fisher, who many of you know, but I am excited that many of you are going to get to know in the coming weeks and years. Um, we are beginning a series in the Lord's Prayer. And what we're going to do is over the next uh, seven weeks, we're going to take the Lord's Prayer and break it into seven segments. And each week we'll reflect on that segment of the Lord's Prayer. I think right now during COVID, this is particularly a helpful way to think about how do we just devotionally put ourselves before God and recognize who he is and how he loves us and cares for us, what he calls us to. And going back to the Lord in prayer, recognizing him as our father who is in heaven, but also needing him to come in, in his kingdom, forgiveness of sins, daily bread, and giving him the glory in the end. All these things are a part of the life that we want to live out. So the segments are going to involve sometimes live in my backyard or inside my house, but we're doing it here recorded because Rob will not be with us this Sunday. He's going to be out of town. So I wanted him to be able to introduce Joe um, and also to be able to have this conversation together. So Rod, let me pass it over to you to tell us a little bit about who Joe is or what he's going to be doing. Maybe tell us just what he's going to be doing. Yeah, Rod. yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to introduce officially Joe to the congregation. Um, so Joe Fisher is a good friend. I've known him for almost two years now. We were first introduced to Joe uh, as he participated in our summer college disciple program and was a summer intern um, and he served faithfully it was awesome uh, since then Jen has graduated and uh, we have kind of put together a residency program where Joe will be here with us uh, for about three years serving in student ministry but uh, Joe is a good friend and I'm super excited and to we're have also going to be supporting here. him as he's going through some seminary classes yeah. things like that that is so exactly working right with student ministry directly like yep. overseeing middle school and high school um, and then uh, also working on some seminary stuff himself yep we help him with uh, a good part of his seminary and he'll be pouring into our students middle school and high school He's leading a small group in high school that will be kicking off. Uh, and basically, with all the operations, you know, a lot of the ministry of middle school, Joe will be point. And you'll start noticing that on the website, there's a kind of a new look with his creative genius in there uh, and also point of contact. So uh, I'm really excited to have Joe uh, with us. Yeah. Um, Joe, maybe uh, just as a follow-up, you could tell us a little bit about yourself in any way. So. Yeah, yeah. So as Rod said, I'm a... Recent graduate from James Madison University, um, go Dukes! And so, uh, yeah, last summer I was able to um, <laughs> intern here, and I loved it. Fell in love with Rod and the staff, and fell in love with the students as well. Um, a little bit more about me: my dad is actually a pastor, and my mom's a teacher. 
So I went to school and majored in... Where'd you uh, grow up? I'm sorry. What? Yeah, no, no, no. Good question. So I grew up kind of near here, 30 minutes from here-ish in Springfield, mm-hmm. so in Fairfax. Yep. Um, so yeah, I grew up in this area, know it pretty well. Um, and yeah, my dad, I said, is a minister. My mom's a teacher. In school, I majored in education, and now I'm doing ministry. It's a little bit of parent-pleasing for both, but um, yeah, um, with the JMU, I, I guess a little bit else about me, like I love sports, I love reading, I love um, a good IPA, I love, um, yeah, just hanging out with friends and family, really. All good things. All good All things, Jeff. All good things. Yeah. All good things. Um, and both of you guys, I know uh, talking to Rod, especially you were excited to have Joe here, and I'd love to hear from both of you. Tell us about as we move into this new phase with Joe being on, you know, working with our student ministry, with you being able to oversee students and cross-cultural initiative, what are what excites you about having Joe on board with us? Oh, my goodness. There's so many things. So Joe is great to be around, one. I think I count him my brother. Uh, I respect his uh, experience in discipling people through his uh, participation with InterVarsity at JMU. I think, honestly, from his service here in that summer and since, like his DNA is our DNA. Um, I'm excited primarily because the ministry has grown to the point where to do it well and to continue to do it with excellence, like it needs more hands-on. It needs more uh, boots on the ground, so to speak. And I think Joe's going to help us to be able to cover all the student relationships, you know, help tend to all the things that that go on in a growing student ministry. And then I'm also excited because it frees me up to kind of help oversee some other things, whether it's cross-cultural initiatives some college ministry stuff. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's it's God's perfect timing, I think. And Joe, what about you? Things that you're looking forward to this fall, this year, just why why you decided to do this? Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited and I'm grateful too that you guys would trust me to be on staff and work with your students. Um, I'm really excited to get to know more students. Last summer, I felt like I was able to get a little bit involved with the CCV, CCV family, but I think I want to continue to step into that, get to know some students. I'm excited for seminary too. So I'm starting to do a class in two here for now, but I'm going to continue to do seminary and kind of dive more into God's Word and um, teach from there. Um, and I'm excited to work with Rod. Um, those you don't know, he's he's really quite incredible to work for. Stop, yeah. now he is. Stop. Yeah, so um, excited for a little bit of those. Aspects. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad that you're here. I think it's going to free Rod up to yeah. be uh, the leader that he is so gifted to be in helping to build new systems and think through strategic ways of uh, keeping uh, continuing to reach, whether it's students, mm-hmm. Latinos, or just the broader Vienna community. So I think that yeah. your presence will free him in a way that, that we've needed and is helping us to grow. So I'm glad that you're here, and I'm Thank also you. glad Thank that you're you. here this morning so we can have a conversation about the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Um, so what we're doing in this segment is not just introducing Joe, but it's also a chance to just think about the Lord's Prayer. What does it say to us? How does it speak to us? What does God want to say when when Jesus is asked, you know, how should we pray? He gives the Lord's Prayer. As he's uh, preaching the Sermon on the Mount, he says, don't pray like this, like the, the Pharisees and hypocrites. Don't pray like um, the people who are pagans. Pray like this. And then he gives the Lord's Prayer. 
And each week we're going to take some time to talk about, reflect on, have conversations about a different segment. So as we're sitting here on the town green and fire trucks may go by and people passing, um, Joe, could you read us just that verse 9, which is what we're looking at this morning of Matthew chapter 6, and it's the portion of the Lord's Prayer that we're looking at. Sure, I'd love to. Verse 9. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And many of us know it from the traditional um, church's version of how we pray at Christ Church Vienna. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so as we look at that, it's one phrase or one petition, but it's got a, a couple of different parts to it. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I'd like to just start with both of you guys, and I'll join in with you, reflecting on that first petition, either one phrase in it yeah. or the whole thing. Yeah. What's helpful? What's challenging? How does that speak to you as you reflect on it in your own life spiritually? Hmm. Either of you. I go. Jump in. Jump in. Yeah, I was just thinking about this. And for me, I think really it's the first word, R, uh-huh. that really grabs my attention, my heart. It's like Jesus is inviting us into community with the Father and himself and all of us as well. It's a, To me, it's like a three-part community okay. that he's... He's letting us join into this, and there's kind of a comfort to that, but there's also uh, an awe that Jesus would let us be part of his family. Well, because it's, I mean, Jesus is saying, it's my father all the time. It's his father, my father, my father. But here he says, our Our father. father. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that that one word, especially during these times where there seems like there'd be so much that can pull us apart as a church community, um, whether that is politics, belief, or just... Um, differences. I think whenever we can find ways to come together in the aspect and hear Jesus saying, like, it's it's our Father. It's something that we all, all It's share. something external to us that is greater than yeah, us, too. I think, yeah. like, you can have commonalities, like Rod and I decided to dress alike with our shirts today. Yeah, you did. Um, but that's not enough to pull us deeper. That's no. just like we dress alike or something. Yeah. It's more the, the something bigger than us that pulls us together, um, sure. which is often why people turn to politics or sports teams yeah. or other things to find their common identity. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is calling us to something greater even than those things. Yeah. Our Father in heaven, yeah. ours together. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I think implicit in that invitation, you know, because in the same way, yeah. it's like it's it's taking notice of who's saying these words. And we're invited into family with, mm-hmm. with Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. But I think especially reflecting over my experience the last six or seven months, um, you know, like the part that really pops for me it, it, in continuation of that call in the community is the fact that that our father is in heaven. He's not here. He is other, right? Like, and I think over my experience and our collective experience, adjusting to the realities of, of the last half a year, sometimes I get so caught up in, in the things that, that are affecting me here, right? Or my family or perceived anxieties of what's going to happen when school starts, what's going to happen when this date happens. And then for us in our family, we've stopped doing this, but initially listening to the news while we, before we eat dinner, it reached a point where it was like, oh no, like what's happening down here, right? right. But the fact that, that he is our father and he's not here, he's other, he's all powerful and all loving and he's in heaven, for me is comforting because it's like... He's not one of the Joes on the, sorry, he's not one of the Joes on the street, right? He's not like the guy next door. He's not my boss. He is 
God Almighty, yeah. and He is for us, and we are His children. We're not even His His neighbors, you know. Um, so for me, that's really comforting. I think. Yeah, I, I I'm going to kind of build off of that because the one that as I thought about it this week, um, you know, most people uh, latch on to the fatherness of God in this because it's actually one of the unique things that Jesus does in that culture in that day and age. Um, in the non-Jewish culture, the view of God was a very other, capricious, the kind of gods, the way you think about like the Greek gods or the Roman gods, but that was true of paganism in general, that you were always trying to appease these gods, you didn't know what they were up to. The, the Jewish God, the God of the Old Testament, was very unique in that it was a unique one God, but it was holy other, like God the holy other, the sovereign creator of the universe. You can't even say his name. Now, they did have an element of fatherness, um, because they, but they saw God not as like my father. They saw it as like the father of the nation, the father of the, the, the peoples. And it was a little bit um, too familiar to say, you know, my father, or specifically the way Jesus talks about Abba, the so-called daddy thing. So Jesus introduces philosophically, theologically, a whole other way of approaching God, the holy other, without like divorcing that, what you were saying, that holy other God, but also bringing in that intimacy of, no, this is a father who loves you more than any parent could love you, could love you more than any spouse or friend. And for all of us who struggle with relationships or loneliness, God is saying, or Jesus is saying, you have a father who is in heaven, who loves you, who knows you. And that's incredibly powerful. But I've always been one who's kind of loved the balance of the two of those. And I was reading Psalm 8. I've been going through the Psalms um, using the message and reading some other portions of the message uh, translation. But I was reading Psalm 8 earlier this week, and it just jumped out to me that the psalmist, and I think it's David, is talking about essentially that idea of our Father who art in heaven. Because he starts off with, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name and all the, and he talks about the vastness of the universe and the greatness of God. And then he gets in verse four to this line that what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him. And uh, Eugene Peterson in the message translates it. Why do you bother with us? Why take a second look our way? And the psalmist is just blown away. It's not like, I'm nothing, don't worry about me. It's more, you are an amazing, almighty, powerful, sovereign creator of the universe, and you care about me? You care about us? I mean, we are so small. We're here for seven years, or eight years, or 80 years, or it doesn't matter in the vastness of the universe. Um, you know, one of the things I... I, um, I love is mountains, but I like looking up at mountains more than being up on them. It's a very strange thing. I did a summer of hiking and realized that what I liked is being down and looking up rather than being up on them. So in my uh, Windows PC, it has like these recurring uh, images. And I always say I like the images of, of nature where I'm seeing the Andes Mountains or the you know mountains of Kilimanjaro. Or, but I want to look up at them because the vastness of the mountain makes me feel small and and I kind of like that there's a reassuring nature to that I feel like that in the oceans yeah that's why I like the ocean because it true. reminds me of I'm not all that yeah. like yeah. I'm not even the center I'm not even near the center of, of the world you know it's like this is way bigger than me and I know like I didn't like physics or anything in that way when I was younger but the whole astrophysics of the vastness of the universe 
and the expanding universe is massive. And we, you know, are here weighing 40, 50, 200, 300 pounds compared to the vastness of the universe. It's nothing. It is nothing. And yet God cares about us. He bothers to say, I, I care enough about you that I'm going to come to you. I'm going to walk with you, show you that I love you, die for you, so that you can be in relationship with me, the God of the universe that is bigger than every mountain, every ocean, every planet, the entire universe. You know what's interesting about that? Like, And I'm thinking through that like when my kids were little. Because when you're little... You know, you recognize that, like, your parents, or in this case with my boys, like, like dad's all-powerful, right? When you're little enough, yes. your parents know everything. Um, awesome to be a parent. <laughs> it's awesome in those years. <laughs> Later on, they don't believe that. But it's this cool, it's this duality, right? It's like they believe with childlike faith that that their parents, if they're good and loving parents, um, have power, yet know them and love them infinitely. And I think as I've gotten older, sometimes you divorce those and you're like, how can an all-powerful God that knows my junk still love me yeah. and call me his son, right? Yeah. But but that's the amazing part of of the reality of who our God is. And, and even, I think, yeah, yeah go ahead. Like so Even I, this verse, it says, you know, Abba Father, so it has that childlikeness to yeah. it. It's almost reminding us of that very fact that we're not supposed to lose that childlike mindset. Right. And, and it takes us being intentional sometimes yeah. to detach ourselves from the anxieties and worries of this world yeah. and, and, and everything that we, you know, look at face to face to go like, well, who am I in relationship to a holy, all powerful God? Oh, I'm his son or daughter. You know, and, you know, I guess this is, this is why even something like the Lord's prayer or any passage of scripture, but something like the Lord's prayer is so good in a time of anxiety and stress. I mean, we're dealing with national crises, with pandemics, with political turmoil, and there's a lot of fear that people have economically, uh, with health, with social uh, connection, and some of the challenges with their own kids. But to think the all-powerful God of the universe knows and cares about me, and to reflect on that, that, that Jesus is saying, when you come to prayer, um, we often come to prayer and are like just throwing out our fears, our anxieties, and he says, start with our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And whether you pray that prayer literally, which I do pretty regularly, or you use that as a way to enter into a time of prayer, the acknowledgement of the holy otherness of God and the loving intimacy of our Father, that that is the God who made us, who loves us, who wants to know us, who sent his Son to die for us. And there's some way in which, even from the beginning, any prayer that way almost hands over our anxieties before we even start laying them out. <laughs> and it frames everything else that comes after, like, in a good, healthy context, you know? Like, that's good in prayer. Um, hey, thank you guys yeah. for joining us, Joe. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that we had a chance just to talk about the Lord's Prayer together, or at least this portion of it. Um, before we hand it back to Sabrina to close us with a song, Rod, would you pray for Joe, and then I'll pray for us as we live into this portion of the Lord's Prayer, and then we'll hand it back to Sabrina to lead us in song. Sounds good. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, just this time together, Lord, and I thank you for Joe Fisher. Thank you for the things that you have 
taught him in his life. Thank you for sustaining him. Thank you for bringing him to faith and to allow him over these last years, Lord, over his lifetime to see your faithfulness, your powerfulness, your ability to love him and walk with him, and also the ability for your gospel to go out. Lord, we pray for Joe. We pray as he enters into our community, Lord, as he comes on staff, as he leads in middle school and high school, that you would uh, work through him, that you would teach through him, that you would listen through him, that you would, Lord Father, protect his heart and his mind in Christ Jesus, protect him from temptation, give him insight that can only come from you. And Lord, I pray for his ability uh, to meet our students, to meet our parents, uh, even in this time when we're not congregating in person yet. Uh, Lord, but we trust that you've got him in the palm of your hand. And I pray, Lord, that we would be able to encourage and love and support him as a community of faith. We thank you, Lord. And I'm going to add in a prayer for all of us that um, in the midst of the fears and anxieties of COVID, of cultural challenges, of political challenges, of our own fears, that we would bring them before our Father who is in heaven. That we would recognize the all-powerful sovereignty of God and his intimate loving nature, that he cares about each of us. Help us to walk in that, Lord, to experience that afresh during the next few weeks and months to step into a prayer life that sees you as our dad, our father, our loving father, and the all-powerful one who has us in his care. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, we pray. Amen.